Hey, Darcy, can you hear me okay there? Yes. Are you dialing in from wonderful Oklahoma City? <laughs> I am. I am. Right from home. Right from home. The home of Sonic and other great things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? New York. Uh, like York. 20 miles outside of where you competed and had all that stress. <laughs> uh, but good day for you so far aside from having to do interviews? Oh, yeah. It's been great. It's been great. Great. Well, we were first connected to talk about your new movie, which it might be your feature debut in a way, but it's not the first acting you, you've done because we saw you in All That and Scooby-Doo, et cetera. When did you actually film this movie? So we filmed this movie back in June of last year, last summer. So I'm, I've been just waiting for it to come out. I'm a little nervous for people to see it, but <laughs> I'm excited. Had you worked with anyone from the film before? No, actually. I hadn't worked with Savannah or Cheryl Ladd before, so that was super exciting. I mean, we just, we, the three of us clicked for sure. Um, it was just a blast. Super down to earth, both of them. And um, they were super supportive too, to me since it's my first time and they're kind of veterans and everything, so. <laughs> and it was all filmed in Oklahoma, the entire movie? The entire movie, yep. Wow, okay, usually people don't get to film in their home state. I know, uh, yeah, I was so pumped to find out I was filming here. It, it, filmed, uh, it filmed in Chickasha, so it was about like an hour drive for me. And uh, that was it. And I, I was so glad because it's just like, there's just something about Oklahoma people. <laughs> and I was happy that we were filming it here in Oklahoma for my first movie experience. You know, it wasn't too like, you know, go to Hollywood and filming a movie in Hollywood because that's a big deal. But, you know, like it was great and super special that I was here. So you mentioned how long the drive was. So you got to sleep in your own bed after filming every day? No, actually, oh, okay. we, we oh, okay. stayed in a hotel. I know <laughs> that would be nice, but we stayed in a hotel in Chickasha because it was just easier that way. But uh, we did have a couple breaks um, a week. We filmed for about three and a half weeks, I think. So we got to go home a little bit, but uh, oh, yeah, it kind of felt like, you know, it felt like, you know, I feel like it wouldn't have felt like a whole movie experience if I would have gotten to sleep in my own bed, you know, like, you know, just the travel and staying in a hotel. I don't know. I feel like it was fun that way. I hear you. Well, most people kind of learned about you through America's Got Talent. But was the long-term goal to be acting in feature films? Or is this just like a happy organic accident? <laughs> Honestly, you know, I wouldn't say it's an accident. But I would say I this wasn't like a, you know, I'm going to go on ATT just so I can be an actor. You know, it was... I've always been a performer, you know, I've mm -hmm. sang as long as I can remember and was in talent competitions and little pageants and everything. And then Trilliquism came about so randomly, but I just think it was meant to happen for me to, uh, you know, go on the show and then win and be able to do all of these things. But uh, obviously I have a passion for many things. So acting is just now get the opportunities been given to me because of the show. And so now I get to go out and try these things I've always wanted to do um, because of my ventriloquism. So. Mm. A lot, a lot of people who win network competition shows, you know, it, in a way you don't get more famous than that. All eyes are on you. You're on billboards. You're doing cameos on other programs. And some people 
kind of shy away from that. They say, oh, this is how the machine works. I'm going to do my own cottage industry. Was that you in any kind of way where you said, I see how that works, but let's build a thing that I can do for 30, 40 years? <laughs> um, well, you know, after winning, I got to do the Vegas show mm -hmm. and I had about four nights at Planet Hollywood and that's uh, um, what I got to do. And we just didn't think, you know, doing the residency in Vegas at 13 was the best path for me. No. And so, <laughs> so, you know, we went home and stayed home and decided, all right, what can we do with this? Where do I want to go with this for, for now? And touring and traveling the U.S. was our first initial thought. And that's when I started touring. And so, but, you know, I just never would have expected ventriloquism would take off and shoot me all the way to here. Um, so I don't know. I mean, ventri ventriloquism is always going to be a part of me because I love doing it. But I, when people ask me like, Darcy, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to do everything. <laughs> Honestly, I really don't know where this leads me. I'm just taking a step by step. I mean, I'm only 17. Right. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see where this goes. I have so many passions. And so Honestly, one of my biggest inspirations is Kristen Chenoweth, and she lived in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I look at her, her career, and I'm just like, she did about everything you can imagine. Put out music. She was in movies and TV shows. And like, I'm like, I would love to do that. Just like anything I can do creatively wise and uh, always performing. Honestly, it's what I want to do. <laughs> well, you're talking about teenagers, Oklahoma, success, Hanson. I know they're Tulsa people, but... What really impresses me about Hanson is that the average person thinks that they peaked, that Hanson had the most success in 1997, 1998, around there. But the reality is that the tours of Asia, the theater tours, releasing albums, it never stopped. So yeah. in a way, they are controlling their own paths. Are you, you know, reliant on a team? Is it a team that you have there in Oklahoma that's running the ship? Your parents? Um Local folks? Well, obviously, my parents have been a huge, huge sure. part of this, um, mostly in keeping me grounded. You know, I, they have been such the, just the best supportive system. And my three brothers, too, they keep me grounded, of course. I mean, there's, they don't see me any different. And so... Right. Um, I do have a, I have a team out in LA, actually a great management team. And I, they've been with me since I, I won my manager is Judy Marmel and, um, we have a good thing going right now. And, um, everyone has just been so supportive of me of anything I've wanted to do. And, um, we're all trying to navigate this little switch, you know, I'm getting a little older and it's, uh, <laughs> oh, no, just a little older, but sure. you know, we're trying to figure out what I want to do right now. And they're all just going along for the ride with me. Cause I, I have no clue. I don't even know if I want to go to college, what I want to do after high school. I'm just like, I'm really at that point in my life where I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I, I hear you for sure. So we do know that the movie comes out on April 22nd. Do you know, things far in advance beyond that? For example, is there touring in the books? Are there recording sessions? Are there things you're not allowed to talk about because deadline.com will get mad if you read them? Uh, um, well, I will say my tour right now is my lips are sealed, except when they're not. Um, it's my <laughs> third tour show. 
and I'm taking it all the way till August. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. And um, I am writing lots of music. I'm trying to figure out the best time to you know, put out an EP or an album. I'm just not sure when that's gonna be. Um, I know it's something I wanna do. So that's just in kind of just behind the scenes and in the works right now. Um, I do have a couple of projects that I'm uh, working on, but I can't really talk about them. Sure. <laughs> just know exciting things happening. I'm playing Vegas, I'm playing the Mirage uh, April 29th this month. So that's next for me, it's next big thing. And, uh, and this movie. So yeah, all very exciting things. Well, two last questions and then I'm gonna let you go. And the first one is playing Vegas as somebody who's not of age to gamble yet. What do you do when you're not on stage and you're not at the hotel room? Do you, have you figured out cool off strip restaurants and things to do along those lines? Yeah, you know, I should should have waited to book this show in October. My 18th birthday's coming up. Then I could have hit the slots. Just kidding. But um, no, you know, I, whenever we travel everywhere, um, sometimes we do get to stay a little bit longer in those places. Sure. And sometimes we don't, sometimes it's just airport hotel venue. Um, right. But uh, when we do, I always, I'm a huge fan of coffee, which I probably shouldn't be. And so me and my parents ah. have a little tradition of finding a really cool coffee place in the places we go. Just that's not Starbucks, cause you know, it's a chain we try to find like the non-chain. So that's like a little tradition we do, but um, we found we found fun things to do um, that have been age appropriate for me. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to 48 states, which is crazy. Ha- so. Have you been to in Vegas area 15? No. Okay, when, when we hang up, look up area 15. I think you're gonna love that. Mm, okay, cool. Not too far okay. off the strip and wonderful thing my wife and I experienced. And uh, cool. last thing I'm curious about, you mentioned an EP or an album in the works. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about that? Are you are they songs that are originals? Did you use co-writers? Is yes. there a theme to it? Anything like that? Well, I've written a lot of songs. I have I have a lot of original songs that I've written. I'm lear- currently learning keyboard, which it's a challenge, but I truly love music and I want to be way more well-versed in music and I love um, co-writes and um, having that creative liberty to work with other people is so fun, especially when you start a song and you finish it together, you're just super proud of it together. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the songs I've written myself and a lot I co-write, I mean, both I've done because <laughs> it's just fun. And I want to get out to Nashville, but I'm still trying to figure out my sound my official sound you know i i grew up with my parents who were both born in the 70s and grew up in the 80s and so i have lots of different uh music i grew up with but i'm also a huge fan of jazz and like 1950s jazz so i'm like so many different genres of music i'm have no idea what my initial sound is so still trying to figure that out (laughs) so what i'm learning here is there's a lot in the works you want to do a lot of things. You're always creating something. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have to wait to see what these things are, but we can catch you on tour sometime soon. Yes, exactly. You, you said it perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Hope to see you live in New York sometime soon. And enjoy oh, yeah. Area 15 if you get to go there. Yeah, well, thank you, Darren. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for you, talking. Darcy. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Outro cast.
Jack, Maggie, such an honor and a privilege to be speaking with both of you because I loved the original French version of the show and I love the version of your show as well. So I'm going to ask the same question at both of you, but Maggie first, how much of the French version of the show had you seen before being cast in the role? Oh, wow. Well, I approached this with enormous trepidation because I had seen every one of them, probably twice because it was one of the two series that took me through lockdown and kept me sane. I thought it was the wittiest, most wonderful, stylish, and I love anything French, do you know what I mean? Everything about it I thought was wonderful. So it was a pretty nervous time. And I knew, I knew the scripts were very different, you know, very tight, because John Morton is like one of our very best writers. Um, with wonderful uh, rhythms to it, do you know? And I knew that was going to be its own difficult job to do and would take us away, in a way, from the fear of the rest, because that was frightening enough. So, really, that was the... <laughs> in the end, that was the job that had to be done. But, oh, wow, yeah, no, the first one was extraordinary. I get it. Uh, Jack, same question goes at you, because Matthias' character, you put definitely... There, there's so many differences between you and the original... Yeah, right. there are similarities to it. So I'm curious as to how much tape you studied to use an American sports analogy. Sure, it's all right. I live in America. I, I know about that that analogy. Um, uh, so, well, I had I had seen some of it. Um, uh, I when it first kind of surfaced on Netflix a few years ago, mm-hmm. I, I kind of I, you know the algorithm knew me well enough to go, right. oh, you might like this, um, and I I thought it was charming. And I, but here's the thing. We live in the era of peak TV. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And I watched I, probably half a season. And then, you know, just life intervenes or what have you. And then this came up. And as, when I got the job, I was like, to be honest, I can't watch it now. I mean, when we're all done and dusted, whenever that may be, I'm sure I will, out of curiosity, because everyone seems to love it so much. And I loved what I saw. And the thing is, is that, you know, without it, we would not be having this conversation. You know, they, they, are, they are our Eskimos in this. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's a beautiful superstructure to kind of build out from. But as Maggie said, you know, the, the John Morton of it all is very important here because his comedic tone his tone in general is very much his thing um and also surprise surprise there are profound cultural differences between the french and the english and yes and so and so i think we have as much fun with britishness as they do with frenchness yeah um britishness and and frenchness yes and and they are you know and there's only the the english channel is only 26 miles wide but we might as well be on the moon (laughs) <laughs> uh, c- compared to each other, so I think there's a lot of um, of divergence in that respect. And also, let's not forget the Hollywood of it all, which is that you know, in the anglophone world, you know, the, the relationship between Hollywood and the UK is is vigorous and has been yeah. for a century. Sure. And so we're we're able to kind of play around with that a lot more. Where in, whereas the, the poor French one had to find the only Hollywood actor in the world that speaks French in Sigourney Weaver. Um, uh, but there aren't any others. Um, but we yeah. can kind of, you know, we can, we can borrow from that um, arena much more readily, I think. 
Yes. And Maggie, this goes back at you. The character that you've adapted, Arlette, always has her dog with her. In yes. your case, you always have the dog. I do. Uh, the dog is named Matthias, or yes, it's a that's variation. A tribute, that's a tribute, you it's see. A, it's an Easter egg. It's a tribute to, to, the, to the first series. I think it's rather sweet, don't you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. So I was curious if you were a dog person or you had to learn to be a dog person. <laughs> I'm completely a dog person. I've got two very bad and beautiful lurchers at home. And people always said to me, well, why couldn't you have one of those? I said, no, they would have been far too needy, you know. They would have been leaping all over the camera. Whenever we, whenever we do uh, Zoom read-throughs, one of my dogs leaps on my shoulder and licks me to death. So I couldn't have had that. But I am a very dog person. Yeah. Oh, I, I, will, I will second that. She surely is. <laughs> uh, so, Jack, we just clarified, you know, how much tape you studied. Again, mm -hmm. to use that American analogy. But it's such a complex character that you're playing, you know, without giving spoilers mm -hmm. away. We see yeah. ultimately being funny and serious and backstabbing-ish mm -hmm. and honest and, and all of that. Is this the most complex role that you've had to play? It is. Uh, and and I, I can say without reservation that it is the part of a lifetime. I, 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 I can't believe I've had the opportunity to play it. And I, and I honestly, when I started, I didn't, I didn't expect this character to go on this journey um, because as you rightly pointed out, there are kind of narrative engines for my character, which are, which for any person would be enormous things to take on board and to try and navigate in the, in the middle of trying to run a business, let alone the rest of it. And, and I, yeah, I'm, I will be, forever grateful to john for taking a chance on me to play and to everyone else for just being incredible but no you're not wrong it's it is it's an absolute gift as roles go um i can't i still can't quite believe i got to do it <laughs> maggie you did yes uh agents uh has doing this role changed your relationship with your agent at all um I'm not sure that it has, because I happen to have enormous respect and affection for my agent. I've had a number of agents, so I know, you know, I know which way the wind blows. It blows all over the world. But it, this, this, playing this role hasn't. I know somebody, uh, I can, I can't, I'm not going to say her name, but mm -hmm. there, there's a woman agent who I know who is, um, I'm not saying I based her on her at all, but she's very like her. She's very, very sharp. She's very, very straight and she's entirely faithful and she's very dry with her humor. And I feel that she's, you know, she's around in the atmosphere somewhere when, when I'm playing her. It hasn't, no, it hasn't um, altered any of that, but that's because I've got great respect. I could well have had a real shyster for an agent, in which case, you know, and I don't think that I have, you know, I, I think I have been reasonably lucky with the people that have represented me. <laughs> yeah, I again, uh, not empty praise here. I love this show, both the adaptation and the original. And mm. the approach of the agent is very different than something like Entourage, where in Entourage, the agent was trying to be funnier than everybody, whereas... Yeah you both in your roles kind of know that you're supposed to be in the background and called upon when needed. Yeah. So, Jack, yeah. same question goes at you. Did this change your relationship with your current agent at all? Uh, 
Uh, it did. It didn't. But what it did do was it. I because I, 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 I live in the states. I've got an agent here, and I've got an agent in the states. And 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 to your point about entourage, um, just as a just like um, tangent, you oh. know, that there's a reason why the the, the U, as it were the U.S. version of ten percent has been made, and it's entourage because that's how American agencies are constructed. They're much bigger. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a kind of corporate corporate quality to them because the industry is that much bigger. Whereas these much more kind of boutiquey, you know, small businesses which are with a, with a slightly more sort of personal touch. But in terms of my relationship with my agent, certainly here in the UK, um, I'm a, slightly embarrassed to say that I'm in general I'm not much for research. Um, I, I wish I I mean I I do a bit, but I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't go deep. Um, and, but I, but I did, um, I took my agent out for lunch and, we, and I had a notepad and I took notes and there were a couple of things that he said to me about the be what it's like being an agent, which would never have occurred to me in terms of the kind of the emotional landscape of what the job entails. And if anything, I had a kind of, I've all, I mean, I have great respect for all of my representatives, but I, it's. I, I got much more of a sense of kind of it's it's complex emotional terrain because it's 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 like person management and that there's you know that it's they're not we're not making widgets here you know it's it's and, and the point you make about um part of the job is to is to be in the shadows mm. and, and that's that also that that's a very particular skill set because you're part of an outward facing industry of a public industry, but, and, and you're absolutely like the tendons of it, but mm-hmm. you're, but a good one, you never know they're there. Um, because that's, that's the game really. So, um, if anything, it's deepened my appreciation for what they do. Well, thank you both so much for your time and the great work you've done over the years. And, whether it's more 10% or another show, looking forward to it from both of you. Thank you, Darren. Nice to meet you, mate. Your character is awesome because you've made it very different from the Gabrielle character from the French version, which I was a big fan of. How much did you study of the character that you adapted before you took on the role? Uh, well, I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't say that I really studied the French show at all, really. I, I think, you know, you can only really kind of play the character in front of you, you know. Um, and so, I mean, we all adored the French show. I mean, mm-hmm. why would you not? Um, and um, and I guess I just, I, 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 I didn't really ever kind of think one way or the other about where to locate it in the context of an existing person in you know, in a, in a different show. I think I just sort of started from who this person might be. Um, and I guess there's a sort of faith or an understanding that that just is going to be a different spirit, its own thing. Um, you know, a lot of the starting points, I think, in the show, um, you know, pay homage to the, uh, the, 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 the original French show. The name the, of the dog, of, for example. <laughs> the name of the dog. There, there are the little kind of lovely little Easter eggs here, here and there to just kind of, you know, so that we all remember the kind of the seed that went in the ground kind of thing. But, um, 
but it does very very quickly become its own thing and um in terms of the the characters and who they are and what their concerns are and new characters and storylines and the, the arrival of americans and uh but also in terms of a kind of very very particular kind of curated shambolic british humor and the aesthetic of soho and like you know london london just has its own kind of vibe and and um and 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 the show has that kind of um I guess that sort of authorship, that specificity of 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 place and cultural like texture and humor. And so I guess like the more the further we got into it, the more we kind of realized that you know it, it was just becoming its own thing, and that was just important and lovely, but also you know it's it is kind of about making something new, you know in, in the in the kind of memory and in, in the presence of something existing. so the way I'm hearing it is you did not take Vespa lessons for this role. <laughs> I took e-bike lessons. I haven't, I haven't ridden a bike since I was seven. And the last time I rode a bike, I basically fell off and broke my arms. So um, it was an early question that they asked actually in the audition process. They were like, uh, so can you ride a bike? I went, no. Yes, but. <laughs> so, um, so there was also like riding around on the bike on the, on the, in, in the sort of parking lot at uh, Twickenham Studios with a weirdly high number of people watching with a sort of slightly concerned look. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. That's how you fall off bikes, man. Like just having 10 people going, you know. <laughs> and it, it's not like you fall off a bike in any of the episodes of the show. I mean, no. I mean, that just doesn't, that doesn't happen in the show. As, no. as, oh, as, as you know, as you know. <laughs> um, I, 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 in fact, the bike, I'm never off the bike in the show is the, is the key. It's like... <laughs> I get so, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, seriously, we established like you didn't study the character that you adapted, but did you study your agent at all? Did you do a lot of work with relation to picking up habits that agents are known or prone to do? Well, I think it's one of those interesting things where um, <clears throat> you can determine a lot about how agents work by having an agent but also because i direct as well i've spoken to agents kind of who are facing the other way sure um and i've got a number of agents in different areas of work and the ones that aren't my acting agents just function differently and um so somewhere in the kind there's a triangulation that happens where you go okay there's there's then that isn't there in the middle of right um uh, but again, it's a bit that, so there's like, there's that, I, I, I think, you know, in a way, I was less, I, I found it less valuable, I guess, to sort of show it to an agent and go like, what, what, what do you think? Do you think this is kind of, you know, is the, are these behaviours plausible and whatever, whatever else? Because I was just like, this agent is this, you know, he, <laughs> he, he is conflict averse. He, he is, he finds deal making quite tricky and, hopes it'll go away you know but he also does have this incredible ability to be part of his clients lives in a sort mm -hmm. of you know in a kind of un uh intrusive way but in a completely invested honest humane way um and you know i think there will absolutely be agents out there who will respond to that in the same way that there'll be agents who respond to jonathan and rebecca and go that is absolutely how I would have done that. That's a really good bit of agenting. I'm very, very impressed. <laughs> yeah, as you're describing it, being an agent, it's part bookkeeper, 
It's part babysitter. It's part publicist. And by having multiple agents, I assume this is your acting agent for the UK. This is your director's agent for the UK. This is your acting yeah. for the US. That kind of a deal. Yes, yeah, my 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 state. I've got a theatre directing agent uh, here. I've got a screen directing agent here. Um, so you know, it's like yeah, there's um, it's a lot of people, but they're all working very very different places and spaces. So um, yeah, it's like uh, it's less of the kind of um, team thing i guess where you've got like three or four different representatives from different agencies working in the one space which uh, can turn into a bit of a bun fight i think so um uh <laughs> i'm pretty pleased that it's just it's just sort of uh, one phone call to one person Outro cast. <laughs>